Hi, I'm Jennifer, and I'm the owner of Faced with Love in Elizabeth, New Jersey, and I'm today's guest announcer. You can find me on Instagram at Faced, F-A-C-E-D, with love. Cue the music. In an industry where most of us spend the majority of our time working alone in a room, this podcast was created so that you can learn, be encouraged, and find a connection with other lash and beauty professionals. This is the Lash Cast Podcast, and here's your host, Paul Lubers. Coming to you from the City of Roses, this is the broadcast by Lash Professionals and for Lash Professionals. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today we are airing an episode that we recorded back in August. We sat down with Erica and talked to her about the transition from working at Integrity Lash as an employee to now starting her own business. Erica shares about how she handled the closing of her salon and how she transitioned to her new role. Plus, Erica shares about the big change that's coming where she's going to be moving from SoCal to Tennessee in the coming months. So this episode's really focused on Erica and her journey, and we pretty much sprinkle in advice and tips along throughout the podcast. So I hope you'll find it very helpful and encouraging. But before we get to that, let's real quickly get into some announcements. We have a whole bunch of stuff going on. Again, Last Cruise is coming up on March 27th of 2020. We're leaving from Long Beach. We're going to Ensenada, Mexico. It's going to be awesome, guys. You don't want to miss this. If you miss LashCon, this is your second chance to come and hang out with us. Now, LashCon was all about business with some fun involved. This is all about fun with some business involved. So what is included with this whole thing? Well, first off, you get your cabin, you get three dinners where we'll all be sitting together hanging out. You also will be getting a Saturday meeting where we're going to have some speakers come and share some insights and help encourage us. There's going to be a swag bag. There's going to be a Last Cruise t-shirt from Top Shelf Beauty, the brand. It's going to be amazing, guys. And we're looking for more stuff to add to it, too. So you don't want to delay because the prices will be going up as soon as we run out of our room block or our cabin block, I guess you should call it. And at that point, we're at the mercy of the cruise line. They can race up anytime they want to any amount they want, and we will have to unfortunately pass that extra on to you. So do not delay. If you buy them now, by the way, you'll be able to set up at least a payment plan and have two payments to spread it out a little bit. Otherwise, that payment plan will also leave at some point, and then you'll just have to pay the full shebang all at once. So do not delay. Some of the people that are going to be your hosts at this event are Kim James, Courtney Bueller, Janelle Paris, Lindy Williams, Sandra Duarte, Jamie Butler, and more. So you guys want to come. You get to hang out with all these big lash influencers, these business owners and trainers, and it's going to be awesome, guys. So do not miss out. And you can go right now to basically our Instagram page, and there's a link in the bio, or you can just go to lashcruise.com. So either one, and you can sign up there. We have a couple more things coming up with ICE in Long Beach on January 25th. We'll be teaching five classes there, so you can go to our Instagram and hit the link and sign up. We're also going to be teaching or speaking, I should say, at Scottsdale Lash and Brow Conference and Competition. You do not want to miss that. That's an April. So lots of opportunities. Come hang out with us. Also, guys, we want you on this show. So we want guest announcers and we need people to submit questions. You guys have a chance to be on our show where you just take the script that's in the description of this show and you can read that as audio or video. Submit to us and we'll get you on the show. Secondly, we are always looking for questions. We won't have one on this episode because it's such a long episode, but we also like to throw in at the end of the show where you ask questions and we answer them. And that's a great way for you guys to interact with us. Just go into to the show notes and you can see the emails paul at lashcastpodcast.com send questions to that 
as an audio file. So that's pretty much all the announcements. Now let's get into today's episode where we get to hear about Erica's journey into running her own business. here with Eric and Tusney in Pasadena, California, where the, the home of LashCon. And I'm really excited because today we get to interview one of our own. We're going to just sit down with Erica and talk about the big changes in her life. And But before that, we got to do something. Well, first, I want to say hi to you guys. How are you doing? Hey. Hey. <laughs> this is like our third time trying to get this started. We've tried because I keep being way too loud in the headphones, I've been I know, told. No, it's like very startling. He's like, hey, everybody. And like, when you say hey, you just like. Yeah, well, that's I'm trying to wake you up. You're dragging today. I am. How are you, Erica? Dragging. I'm okay. You're okay? <laughs> no, I'm good. You're good. And are, are you nervous? This is really, you know, kind of a. Um, no. <laughs> no, okay. It's fun to be on the other side of things. It is, yeah. It's going to be neat. And uh, sit down and just get to know you a little bit better. Or at least the hard part about us, I think, is that we know you already so mm-hmm. well that we're going to have to pre- try to pretend like we're just met you. And right. like we don't know, don't assume things and all that. So we'll try to keep this fresh. But before we do that, we're going to do our usual thing of something we are thankful for. I just took Lux Uncut's artistry course That's right. this past weekend. With Lana. And, yes, with Lana. And um, that was just super fun. She is awesome. She's really professional, very knowledgeable, and um, is pretty much an open book. She shared a lot and taught a lot and it was just really cool really fun so I'm thankful that I got to go hang out and do that it's hard to believe she's only 21 I know that's the part that is just absolutely mind-blowing it's like you're 21 I don't think I had any real game plans at 21 like she does I mean she's starting she's gonna have her own salon soon they just started demolition I think it was yesterday right she posted that and she's uh doing some pretty good stuff there and plus she's just really in a year and a half gone from I think relative obscurity as far as a trainer now to being one I think by a lot of people consider one of the top trainers in the country so right she just posted like a kind of get to know her post Mm -hmm. on her page and she said that I think she said she had five days off in five years yep (laughs) yeah yeah she she finally was going to take five days off in like a week or something versus over five years right so good for her that's why that's why she's where she's at yep Exactly. Now, you know, people think there's overnight successes. They don't, you know, that just doesn't happen. There's no such thing as overnight success. Everything takes time, energy, and a lot of hustle, a lot of hard work. You can get smart about it at some point, but you're going to have to sacrifice initially to really get things going. Right. Uh, so, anyhow, Tuss, I think you finally uh, got yeah, something. Yeah, I actually, like a light bulb went off in my head, and I'm so, so thankful for um, a couple of things. One of them being family time. And, and just because, you know, since we've closed the salon, it's been a little bit more fun at, mm-hmm. at home for family the time. The kids don't have to hear about all her problems <laughs> anymore. <laughs> Normally used to come home and just like dra- dragging ourselves through the, Beat through up the front and door. Bruised and, and, and now, I don't know, there's a lightness about it, but we're having a lot of fun at home. And a couple of things I can attribute to that. One of them is just having a little bit more lightheartedness. Um, the second thing is one of those, you know, those uh, Himalayan salt lamps. Yeah. Well, we got one of those. And I there's just something so engaging and warm about that glow so we put that on and it's just like it just makes the house feel so much 
and more inviting. And so what our tradition is... is We also have Himalayans in our house now. That's right. They come in and visit us. Uh Uh-huh. That's right. Chanting. Mm -hmm. They chant. Um, (laughs) Sounds like a borderline inappropriate joke. I don't know. Somehow the Himalayans somehow are... (laughs) Yeah. So... uh, As if there's a people called the Himalayans. Is there? I don't know. I don't know either. I don't think I don't know so. No, it's, that's a mountain range. Yeah. I don't think there's a people group called the Himalayans. Right. Um, might be wrong on that. You They're all like, I'm going to have like people protesting our window going, you don't think we we're exist real. As a people. Yes. Anyway. Um, so we turn on the light. That's always like a welcome home. It's kind of like a, the same thing as like, like Motel lighting 6. a candle. Yeah, we'll leave a light on for you, leave a salt lamp for you. Yeah, no one knows what that is. I think those are ads from the 90s probably. Yeah, we'll leave a light on for you. Um, and then what we do is we typically watch a show together. And we, we've been really, uh, we're kind of um, Yeah, we watch on... the 11 o'clock news. No, we don't watch any oh, of that mess. No, no, we don't. Um, we listen, we watch anime. We're totally into Attack, Attack on, on Titan. Titan. Attack on Titan. So are those like mm-hmm. comedies? No, or? no comedy. No comedy. It's Blood, hardcore. guts, you know, it's lots of... It's about these giant naked people that run around and eat humans. <laughs> yep, that's what it is. It's so show. much more than that, but I just really <laughs> made it sound so lame. Yeah. yeah. It's really quite... It's, it's kind of fantasy sci-fi, I guess you could say. Set like a hundred hundred years ago, though. Mm. It's seriously, and it's all fantasy world, so it's world building. It's really know, cool. What's really cool? Our kids love it, yeah. and so we. And our kids, kinda... we say kids. We should let people know we're not talking about our five year old and our eight year old because <laughs> I think when they hear kids, they're like, oh, they got little ones. No, our kids are nineteen and twenty three, yeah. <laughs> and twenty eight. But our yeah. twenty eight year olds out of the He's house already launched. She's fully cooked, so yeah, he, he doesn't he doesn't want to hang and watch anime with us. But our twenty three and nineteen year old are full-blown anime fans. And we are too now. I mean, yeah, we, I, I can tell, talk about Full Metal Alchemist and JoJo's Bizarre Adventure and so I wonder forth. how many people you just lost. I know. <laughs> I know. I, I, hey, by the way, if you are, a, if you watch any anime, let us know. Go on and DM us. Does it have to be any of the shows that we mentioned? Yeah, tell us what your movies, favorite anime is. Studio I love Ghibli. To find some other fellow anime fans because yeah. that would be super we can cool. We out together. And then we can have all five of us one day meet at LashCon <laughs> and do our, and we'll, and we'll do our own little mini uh, Anime Con. handshake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that's what I like. Like family time. Family time. Anime, salt lamp time. Super cool. No, How about I, you? Yeah, what about me? It's sad enough, as you were sitting here talking, I, I was not thinking about what I should be thankful for. So I will... I yeah. can tell you what you're thankful for. I, really? Yeah. What's that? You? you, you no, oh, you're okay. thankful for our piglet. I, I am. Yes, piglet. <laughs> yes. Let's <laughs> use that. Why not? Tell piglet. everyone about piglet. Piglet the, the pig. Piglet the we pig. have piglet the pig. It's not a real pig. She's a pug. And she is absolutely the most amazing dog we've ever had. She literally does nothing. Mm-hmm. Her idea of wrestling with you is she growls a tiny bit and she puts her head down and makes you pet her. Yep. And that's that's that's, that's our wrestling time. Uh, I've had many dogs in my life, and all the other ones were like really smart. Piglet Pig doesn't really have a brain. She's just kind of this empty vacant space above her head. We joke that her theme song. Oh yeah. Is the we you. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's 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 all she's thinking. There's nothing else going on up there. She's actually amazingly she's sweet and thing. faith and faithful in the sense like she just wants to be like a lap dog. Just mm-hmm. wants to be on you, touching you. If you don't have a pug, pugs. I mean, and by the way, this was a rescue. And since we found her on the streets, <laughs> she was like, we didn't she buy her pug in the streets because uh, there's definitely some questionable things about this. But we just found her literally on the streets. No one wanted her. She and there was a reason why we found pugs. 
literally like shed like a full dog of hair every day. Yeah, like yeah, you can recreate really... another dog with her fur every day. It's insane. Yeah, you can. And there's fur everywhere in our house. I mean, just it, I, I go to sleep at night and sometimes a little bit of fur just falls in my mouth as I'm laying down. It's like, <laughs> oh gosh, fur even oh. So fur is if you don't like fur. Don't Not get the a dog pug. for you. In fact, a lot of people don't like pugs because they get them. Oh my gosh, that's forever. And they also love to lick you Ugh. all the time. Yeah, it's like the two worst things about dogs. <laughs> <laughs> she will not fetch. No. Never to she, save her life. She's got breathing issues. So she. <laughs> yeah, she snores at night. That's snores. why you call her a pig. Yeah, she yeah. is. She sounds like a pig. Piglet she pig. looks like a pig. She's the pig. And she's round like a little pig. And she's adorable. She's the best. So, yes, okay. That'll be my theme thing. Okay. I mean, every day I go home. That's one that, oh, aside from seeing her kids, oh I can't gosh, wait to see the, pig. see the pig. And leaving in the morning is a routine. We have a routine in the morning. And yeah. <laughs> Our pig routines. Oh, no. Oh, gosh. I don't want to know. No, yeah. I, I bathe with her. That's all. That's <laughs> no, she gets her treat. And her best time of the day is when she's got that treat because she, she wants to prance around with it. Yep. And oh. show her off mouth her treat. And show off the treats. Like it's you know. a prize. Oh, my gosh. Like she's, she's just strutting her stuff with that treat in her mouth. It's kind of like a dog who has a bird in its mouth. Like, hey, look what I caught oh, for yeah. you. It's like, well, she can't catch a bird. so She just she struts with that little yeah. treat in her mouth and shows everybody and it's great we love it so they have to put put that on the stories oh, yeah, yeah we'll have to put her on i you know i think we officially called her the lash pig originally yeah, she's the lash pig and we had put a post i think on social media but i think i took it down because like okay well, i don't know why <laughs> why do we have a pig on our pug mm. on our wall it didn't really fit the branding yeah. <laughs> so anyhow let's get into erica if you guys didn't get the news flash three months ago literally three months ago today we closed our salon. This is mm-hmm. it's August fifteenth, so I think we'll be airing this sometime in September. But yeah. it'll be you guys uh, will get to by the time it comes out. Probably have been four months since we closed the salon, and Erica basically had in a moment's notice when we basically told everyone. I think it was uh, the third of August or the fifth or sixth, whoever it was of August. Of August, I mean of, of of May. We came to the team and said, you know. It's just not going to happen. We, we were trying to save the company. We were trying to come up with ways to evolve into a new structure that would preserve everyone's jobs and, and the location and all that. And the only thing that would happen, Tustin and I would step out. Mm-hmm. But every option we tried to play with just wasn't going to work. There was just too many either legal loopholes or problematic issues that made people nervous. And we weren't trying to drag anyone else into our mess. So we closed. And as a result, Erica was launched in a day. And basically, we, she had one, well, a week and a half, I think it was, to actually get herself set up. Yeah, it was like a week and a half to get set up so that she could take and do everything herself. So we kept on working as a salon for about seven more days, if I remember right, mm-hmm. where we paid everyone hourly and we did everything as best, you know, they all had insurance and all the things that we covered them. But then we actually worked out a deal with um, the landlord that we would just not, we would use our last month's rent deposit as the last month's rent. And then the staff would get free rent for about two and a half weeks. And so they had to transition and do that. So what we want to talk about is really that transition. How did it happen? How did it go? What was your low points? What were your high points? Maybe what some of your stresses were, some of the things you were hoping for, maybe some things that didn't work out. Kind of the the, the struggle Mm because you're not the first person to go out on their own. 
Tustin, so, we just took a break there real quick because I said something that was maybe quite on on note on target correctly when I said we had our insurance that meant we had our liability insurance. I want to make sure I speak clearly about what I say and I don't say anything incorrectly that's or taken out of context. Because again, like everything, we're always trying to be as upfront and open about. We had ended our health insurance that month, and then we only had to continue to maintain our liability insurance through the end of, through basically the closing of the salon at that point. Because at that, you know, everything else had to end as fast as possible because we weren't paying any more bills. We had no more revenue. So that was it. So, Erica, let's get back to you now and asking you first, maybe to start off with just tell us kind of what happened. What was your first initial feeling when we were in that room? Like, what and were, we were you sharing? thinking? Yeah. What was your, you know, everything from if it was a roller coaster to, mm-hmm. you know, um, were you panic? excited? Were you scared? Yeah, all that. Yeah, if you can walk us through that. Yeah. So, I, um, I knew like a little bit before that, but I didn't know, obviously not the entirety of everything. So I think for me, I, how I experience things is I experience it and then later I process it. Mm -hmm. So for me standing, so we were basically when Paul and Tessany had made the announcement, like, you know, we're just. We're going to close. We're going to move on. We yeah. can't. We tried every. There were, there were rumors already going around that the yeah. was closing because unfortunately right. someone had <laughs> spilled the beans right. and started telling people. It was Even before we had made a final decision, they just started telling people, oh, we're closing, we're closing. Right. And that got to everyone. So when you when we came to you, it wasn't like, what? This wasn't yeah, it wasn't like a full shocker. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so my reaction was really more like watching everybody else's reaction because that's just how I am. I'm not like immediately this is how I feel, Um, which is interesting because I do go a lot by my gut, meaning when I know how I feel about something, I know. Yeah. But it isn't until I know that I know, if that makes sense. (laughs) So what did you observe? So, I mean, it was just, um, I think first, first I'll say that I've always known that I'm capable of having my own thing and running my own thing. So I have to like preface it with that Mm -hmm. because for a long time I've like, I think if you have any sort of like entrepreneurial bone in your body, you think like how I would do this, how would I do that? Mm -hmm. What would I do? Or what would my, like, what would my, you know, my brand identity be like, I, yeah. I've thought about that for a long time. And that's one of the reasons why you were on our, on our um, leadership team is because you did bring that mm-hmm. kind of mindset. You would right. come and we would do something and you go, well, I wouldn't do it that way. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was very like, you know, you're like very black clear. And yeah. yeah. And I appreciated that. That's what the type of people we wanted around us. I didn't right. want just people who'd be like, whatever you say, Paul, Yeah, that's not leadership team. That's, that's just a bunch of followers. And mm-hmm. I think we had people that were more willing to speak their mind, which is what you were great at, which is probably why this has been a little easier for you to transition to. Yeah. So, yeah. So, but going back to, to the room, um, you know, of course people would feel nervous. They would feel fear and that w- it's a hard pill to swallow. It's a hard thing to think, okay, I had all this stability and now all of a sudden I don't. Mm -hmm. But for me, I felt more secure. I knew that I had clients and they weren't going to disappear into thin air in a week. Mm -hmm. Like I I knew that, or I, I know that I, um, could take care of them. Mm -hmm. I, I knew that. And I felt confident that I would communicate well with them you know, like uh, probably standing in that room, I was already thinking, okay, like what are, what am, how am I going to 
tell this to the clients, yeah. which that wasn't on us that mm-hmm. you guys did that. But in order for me to transition, transition them into my clients, mm-hmm. yeah. I was already thinking, um, how am I going to approach this with them? Because they're looking to me um, immediately, you know? Absolutely. So, you're you're their, their savior for yeah. the last savior because mm-hmm. we basically, that there was a trust going to be broken. They're going to hear from us. And, oh, my mm-hmm. gosh. Yeah, everything we expected, everything we loved, this is gone in a heartbeat. Right. So you were going to have to swoop in there mm-hmm. and quickly contact people. Yeah. And we we let everyone know that I think ASAP like that yeah. day I think we you sent it out here. a big a big email yeah that yeah. same day letting our staff so that clients would immediately know where to go with all the contact information right. and I'm sure your phone probably started blowing up pretty quick it did I had so that night um, I probably had like I don't know twenty text messages a couple of phone calls the first phone call I got yeah. she knew she was the first phone call and she's like I want you to always remember that I was the one who mm-hmm. called you first <laughs> and I'm super loyal and. And I won't like, you're my girl, you know? <laughs> so it, it was definitely, I, I've said this a few times just to friends and I felt like I was building a ship that was already at sea, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And you have to have a special skill for that. I feel like. So what, when it's all happened, what was the first thing you felt like you had to go do? Right. So I think knowing that you guys were going to send out that email, I thought to myself, okay, I want to immediately contact everybody who's scheduled on my books and kind of put them at ease. Yeah. And so that's what I did. I sent out, you know, kind of mass text messages and said, here's the situation. I'm assuming you got the email. Um, you know, I didn't do it the next day. I gave them a couple of days so yeah. that they could mm-hmm. read it. And, mm-hmm. and for those who hadn't reached out to me yet, because we still had a week of books, clients anyway. So, yes. And yeah. you said in your, in the email that if you have a, a an appointment scheduled, it's yeah. still, consider that still booked and yes. your stylist or whatever will be reaching out to you. Originally our goal, our hope was that everyone would just stay. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. the deal, the landlord was willing to take over everything mm-hmm. and we would leave that way. The place wasn't being marred by testing you know, secretly running or something like that, you know, cause they could challenge that. Mm-hmm. But if we left the building and it was just you and seven, eight other gals working, mm-hmm. it'd be easy. Right. So a couple of days go by, you get, people are getting in your books and then you had to probably start thinking about, what is this business going to look like? The structure, name, all that stuff probably started sweeping in as a, as a flood, I'm going to assume. Yeah. Did you already have an idea? Like when you said the ship was already at sea, mm-hmm. um, did that ship have kind of a, a vision to it? I, or? I knew how I wanted my clients to feel. I knew mm-hmm. how I wanted them to experience me, and I didn't want it to be different from what they already knew about me as an Integrity Lash Mm -hmm. employee. So I wanted to stay really true to, obviously, who I'd always been. Um, And I also had a pretty good idea of what I, you know, the direction I wanted to take it in, what I wanted to name it. Actually, no, it was hard. I had a few different names floating around, and I would text all my friends and be like, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? Because when... I mean, the first step you basically have to do is get a business license mm-hmm. and you have to like name it something. And I know like in the long run, I could have named it like Erica's Lucky Lashes or something because <laughs> on paper, it doesn't really matter. You can yeah. call it something else on Instagram and everywhere that it really matters. But um, I like labored over that. I don't know why, but it's I settled. Yeah, yeah, totally. So I settled on Reverie Beauty Co. And the other one I was deciding had had something to do with the word wonder. And really at the end of the day, wonder was like really oversaturated in the lash world. And mm-hmm. I, I felt like both of those words kind of evoked the same thing. 
I love like the idea that beauty is something that like, it's like a daydream. It feels like awe inspiring. And Mm -hmm. it, it just, that's like what I wanted to really, um, communicate with what, I was doing the, the service that I was providing. So I, I, you didn't take my suggestion of last dudette. Last <laughs> dudette. I thought that was just so catchy. You know? <laughs> and then Tuss was going to, I was going to be last dude next door. <laughs> so it'd be last dude and dudette. And, and you could be, so I didn't think about you, Tuss. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you, think about me? you can have last dudette. <laughs> okay. You have, okay. So I'm oh, sorry. I wish that went off. I really thought that I had a future. <laughs> Serve spap oop. Cause if you, go to the grocery store and there's like crackers called doodads if you turn it upside down yeah it looks like spap oop okay <laughs> that's a random thought for the day that's, yeah there you that's go worse. that's worse than me than yeah. i've ever done i'll just <laughs> say probably really out there that's really out there okay wow, wow well so. i'll just go back and say um i think the first before getting into like what do i want to name this and mm-hmm. branding and the first decision i had to make was if i was going to stay yeah. in mm-hmm. the same space that yeah in the same location and because our our option i we've kind of briefly said it here and i don't know if we've talked about it more in the past i don't think we have well let's dive deep yeah so the so what was presented to us was hey stay in this location you can rent out your room directly from the landlord the landlord so if you do that it in a sense makes it a lot easier for you because you don't have to move all of your stuff into a new space. You don't have to find a new space, yeah. sign a lease. Um, and you also don't have to tell the clients that you're moving. You can stay on Booker too. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah it's our booking software that we use for everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We use Booker. And so it would be easy to just, you know, you don't have to set up a whole new booking system. And I immediately was like, this is the most obvious answer because in my mind, I always came back to people don't like change. Mm-hmm. And so even if I felt like it would be cool to be in a new space and and make it feel even more like my own thing, um, at the end of the day, I was like, people don't want to know where they're going to have to park now. Mm-hmm. Like very bottom basic logistics. Mm-hmm. I'm like, if I have this option, why would, why would I why would I do that? Why would I do that? It just yeah. did not make any sense to me. It's putting an obstacle in the client's path. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, if they're dedicated enough, they're going to do it. Yeah. But if you eliminate but, yeah. the friction, mm-hmm. there's, they're going to have less objections. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you have a hundred people and you put a few obstacles, you know, a, a certain percentage, I don't know, five, 10, 15, 20, we'll just say, ah, forget it. It's right. not worth it. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I, I did see that happen. I did see people contacting me who maybe I'd done their lashes like once at integrity. I don't know. Um, just saying they, I mean, I, I had one person specifically be like, I really like that space. Like I don't want to go anywhere else. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, huh, well, (laughs) okay. Like case in point, basically like that proved the theory that I had in my mind. I've actually had quite a few clients contact me saying, I don't want to go anywhere else. I'm like, even with their stylist that they liked, Right. They still like coming to the location because I think they said parking, they mm-hmm. figure that out. They it's just people like routine and they like predictability. predictability. Mm-hmm. And when you start adding them, well, you have to find a new place and and also because we did build a culture where 
the staff, the clients didn't belong to the staff. I mean, mm-hmm. most salons you're gonna walk into, it's all it's my people. We were very intentional that guys, we never used the term mine. Even Tusney was never my clients, my clients. Mm-hmm. It was always these are our clients because we're a team-based pay salon. So our goal is to always to give a team environment. So even the clients, a lot not all. I mean, there were mm-hmm. some clients who were dead on, like this is my girl, I'm never yeah. but there there are quite a few clients. I'd say maybe 30, 40% of the clients are like, I don't care who I see. Right. I mm-hmm. just love coming to integrity yeah. and I'll see anyone there. And those are the clients I think that were wavering and didn't really mm-hmm. know what to do and where to go. And I think that a lot of them end up with going to you and Conda. And when I looked at your guys' schedules, you guys instead of seeing three to four people a day, start seeing five, six people a day. Yeah. Which means you were seeing almost some days double what you normally would see at right. the old days. And yeah. that meant, unfortunately, some people had left, I think didn't quite carry as many of those clients into their books, which mm-hmm. is that they, they knew that I think going in. So mm-hmm. it wasn't like there was no ill intent. Yeah. There. And if that, yeah, like for them, it was worth it. Yeah. yeah. The risk yeah. and the reward, it just depends on what matters to you. you yeah. Know? Yeah. It was just better for them to land somewhere else, mm-hmm. get on their feet and start over again. Right. Then have to, I think, deal with, I think for them, it was still a stressful place to come to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you've handled it well. I think Connor's handled it well. Uh, but I think other people was harder to stay there because it was like, oh, this is so weird to be in the same place, but now I'm my own boss here. Yeah. Yeah, because there's some transition. I mean, we're, you know, um, it's the same environment, uh, same players, but just different relationships. Mm-hmm. So I can completely understand that it's a different dynamic. Did your clients, are you feel, feeling that pressure or was it pretty easy to transition your clients over and, and roll right into you now working out of this place as your own person and your own boss? Right. I think that there was definitely some confusion with clients. So it was a little bit of like handholding for a while. Mm-hmm. I'll still have clients that will say like, they're confused about like the checkout process sometimes. Mm-hmm. And okay. these are the ones that I've kind of acquired throughout the past couple of weeks and mm-hmm. didn't have right away. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm huge. I think, I mean, I think I learned this from you guys, but you know, training your clients, (laughs) teaching them basically how to behave. And so that was important to me. Step one, that's like what I did. Mm -hmm. Um, so the ones that I felt like struggled with it, with that process were the ones that kind of came on a little later, Mm -hmm. but yeah, like definitely some confusion and I, but I'm, I feel like I'm good at taking control of that and just really honestly holding their hand and kind of like training them in the way that I want them to go, you know? But well, let's talk a little bit about that because I think it can help a lot of our listeners. You know, that that was always a big part as mm-hmm. is m- making sure that we were really clear with the expectations. So some of our listeners who are listening, how, how do I do that? Yeah. What are some of the things that you identify as n- needing to, quote unquote, train them? And how did you do it? Yeah, well, I mean, initially it wasn't like I had really changed anything. Like I didn't change my cancellation policy. I didn't change anything like that because mm-hmm. I was like why add more confusion mm-hmm. by changing like all these rules quote unquote so mm-hmm. I didn't do that but it was more like um when you come to me you're coming to me mm-hmm. and so I would do that by just saying you can text me to book you know like I haven't I actually haven't even set up a website mm-hmm. yet because I mean because right to. now I don't need to because mm-hmm. yeah the, the client base is is strong and I'm almost like not really accepting new clients. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, I don't like saying no. Like I don't, mm-hmm. I, I don't feel like I'd ever be comfortable with being like not accepting new clients. Cause I, the idea of saying no to that is hard for me. But, I, I um, just, a, a side note, yeah. I, I never understood the, the people with, I think it's almost like bragging rights to be able uh-huh. to put on Instagram, not accepting new clients. Right. But the truth is this clients, while yes, clients will stay. 
Some clients take clients breaks. Clients leave, yeah. There's attrition. I think that the average is in every community, 10% of that population is going to transition somewhere else mm-hmm. on average. Mm-hmm. Unless you live in West LA like we did, where I think it was like 25% of all people transition because they're all actors. And yeah. the transition <laughs> is happening every month. Yeah. Right? So it's, There's always a good chance someone's going, oh, we're moving over here or we're new job change or yeah. house, had a baby you know, or you know something yeah, big happens in their life. got a new job. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've seen it a lot where people will have like a waiting list, quote unquote, so they'll dip into that pool yeah. or they do it because they want to go down to four days that's and, true. Which, you know, that's cool. But, like, if you're trying to save to buy a house, like, yeah. I'm not going to say no to anybody. Yeah. Time you to know? hustle for a little bit, at least. Yeah, yeah. I mean, your, your husband has two jobs himself, right? Oh, so yeah. And he, like... He's hustling like to, crazy. Yeah. To survive in L.A., we don't have to do that. He doesn't have to have a second job. His, like, day job is good enough and my, you know, doing this is good enough. But, you know, for, like, long-term goals, we are... We don't have kids yet, so we're yeah, like this is the time to do now. It. Yeah. yeah, when you have kids, it's it's harder. The kids is the full time job oh, for no. you know you know both of you. It just cha- changes. And that's kind everything. of like the rude awakening. Like before you have kids, you don't quite get it. Like I remember it was this this moment when it was the first week we had we had Cole. And um, you went off to work, and I'm thinking, oh, I'm going to clean the house. <laughs> and the ho- and the baby is, like, crying. I'm like, oh, no big deal. I'm just going to strap this baby Bjorn on. I'm going to clean the house. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's so hard to clean with the baby on, on my Keep hitting stomach. his head on, like, the, on the counters. I'm like, it would be so great if I could just put the baby down. But every time I put the baby down, I'd cry. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I can't get anything done with this kid here. No. It's, like, totally rude awakening, you know. Yeah. So if you're thinking about lashing and ha- holding your baby, forget it, right? <laughs> well, before you have kids, you think that that's what's gonna happen oh i'll just take the baby over baby will sleep it's like oh yeah if no, only if, if only. only there was an on I and know. off button oh i know a little, a slip a little something into your baby's food maybe then <laughs> oh, she'll sleep no. for a while that is like abuse. Ba- baby benadryl <laughs> <laughs> terrible. just real quick let's kind of go back and kind of recap so yeah. the place is closed we sent out the email and now people are texting, emailing you, kind of probably scared. Like, yeah. oh, Erica, don't abandon me. Don't quit. There are so many questions. Are you yeah. in the same location? Um, is it the same price? What do I, you know, is it, are you still booking like it, like every three weeks, every four weeks? Yeah. You know, like. They're afraid that everything might change. Every, they thought everything was changing. Yeah. So I think the first thing I did was I said, nothing's changing. Yeah. <laughs> So I have a question for you. When we were at the helm of the salon, you had a front desk that took care of all your appointments and all your rescheduling. So now all of a sudden you're in charge of that on yourself. Did you have to make a plan for, oh, these are the hours I'm going to text. How, how am I going to manage your day now, you know, from, from going to zero to 60. Mm -hmm. Um, what did that look like? Yeah, I think I'm still figuring that out. Mm -hmm. I definitely don't, text after a certain time and if I get a text after a certain time I don't respond because that is a boundary that I want to be very clear until if and when I get like a separate business line Mm -hmm. um so I yeah I wanted that to be kind of like obvious I guess you, you I could say but um what I'm still figuring out is like do I need to set time aside to like these are my office hours Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and that's hard because so many my day doesn't always look the same. Sometimes I'm here from seven to three or from eight to four or eight to six. Like it's kind of all over the place right Mm -hmm. now. Um, 
I've put, I've spent a lot of time on the weekends, which is fine for me. I have done front desk before. And so that was sort of just like reminding myself what that world was like. And I enjoy it. So I'm not. Oh, like good. I was going to say, did you miss it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what do you like about it? I like, I don't know. I think I like, sometimes it feels like a puzzle that you have to mm-hmm. kind of like make totally. it all fit somehow. It is a puzzle. It's fun, yeah, actually. That it sense. is fun. It's if, a game almost. It is. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners are like, that is my worst nightmare. Um, but I think if you're administrative at all, it kind of scratches that itch and it totally does that for me. So yeah. for me, that isn't hard, but I've forgotten things. I've been like, luckily I haven't double booked and I haven't forgotten appointments, but I've definitely forgotten to text people back for like days. And then I'm just <laughs> up front. I'm like, I'm so sorry. Or I don't say I'm sorry. I say yeah. I apologize. That's right. <laughs> I apologize. That is a good tip for you guys. Yeah. Don't say I'm so sorry. Cause that admits like guilt mm-hmm. Yeah. and you can feel guilty about something, but it gives them an open door to take advantage of you, I think. Apologize is a little more formal for and some reason. And it is more formal and more professional. Professional more sounding. Professional. It's taking ownership for their disappointment. Yes. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I, I've been saying that the times that I've done it, I apologize. I apologize. It took me a few days to get back to you. And then I just go straight into what the topic at hand is. Yes. Very so good. You don't respond with sorry, bitch. <laughs> That's not a good way to respond when someone... <laughs> You know, you wronged them in some yeah. way, right? Apologize. I apologize, yeah. sweetness. No. <laughs> Sweet cheeks. <laughs> Sweet cheeks? Yeah. <laughs> boo. Yeah, or boo. boo. There you go. Boo. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know what? Boo, boo works if if that's the clientele that you want. Yes. Mm-hmm. That, that. And our clientele is a very high clientele. Boo. And I want to keep a high end clientele. Yes. <laughs> boo. boo wouldn't go How you well. speak to your clients will, again, be reflected on what your ideal client looks yeah. like. And if, again, if people haven't gotten that down, you should uh, be thinking about what mm-hmm. do you really want? I know you want to hang out with someone that's like you. Yeah. But if that, if you're, if you're a millionaire and you got a lot of money, then great. Then get more people like you. But if you're mm-hmm. like most beauty professionals, <laughs> you're probably not a millionaire. So maybe you need to reach a little higher than your, than your pay grade. But that's yeah. okay. So, all right. So you now... Reached out, got the clients. The clients are all like, okay, everything's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And now becomes the task of doing this transition. And I'm guessing your to-do list must have just exploded overnight. And you didn't know probably what to do, what when to do it, and how much, you know. I guess, what was it? What, how did I that happen? I don't think she was like, I don't know what to not do. What to do are but you what kidding? Do you, not what do you <laughs> attack first. We're talking about Erica here. <laughs> I, no, I'm just saying, what do you go f- first? I mean, there's probably, I don't know how many things you had, but you probably wrote them all out and went, mm-hmm. okay, I got to just start plowing through all this. And uh, yeah, how did, what was your mindset, I guess, towards that? How did you break down everything? Yeah. And so forth. Well, you gave us a document of like a 26 items to set up your business to-do list. And so that was helpful. I didn't have to do as much Googling as I probably would have. But I think the first thing I did was get insurance and try to figure out my business license situation. Oh, like the state license, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then with the insurance, this, I think people should know this because we did the same thing. Mm-hmm. Where did you get insurance? It's super easy and cost effective. I went through PBA, Professional yeah. Beauty Association. P- I think it's just pba.org. Yeah. And there's an option. Oh, pro on beauty, there. Is it probeauty.org, I think, actually? What did I say? I think it's, you said pba.org, but I think it's, it's pro, pro beauty. Oh, yeah, right. It's pro, pro beauty because PBA is actually the Professional Bowling Association. Oh. <laughs> Lame. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> probeauty.org. Yeah, probeauty.org. Yeah. yeah, and they have an option for your insurance, and it was, I don't know, like 100 bucks or yeah. less. I think for it was $97 year. for yeah. a year. And it's, it covers like, 
what you need to be covered. It's not everything. Yeah. And it's not just liability. There are other insurance. Yeah. You can get health insurance through them. Yeah. Very reasonable. And you, but you do have to join the PBA and I think that was $99 for the PBA itself. Mm -hmm. I forget actually. I was still a member because I had been a member through you guys. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. right. So. Because I spoke. Yes. I think that's why. Yeah. No, I just, I I threw you in. Yeah. Yeah. And Tusney too. And so, but we had to renew your membership, I think, if I remember right, to be able to get the insurance. So yeah, so super affordable, guys. Mm-hmm. You, you don't, working by yourself is not going to cost you thousands of dollars to get liability yeah, insurance. Yeah, you can be a part of the PBA, and because there's so many members, they can negotiate good health uh, care rates for different companies because they've got all these members that they're representing. Yeah. So you can get on a, a good group package. Yeah. Okay, so you had your list of things to start doing. You got your license. Your Oh, you first got... Um, set up with the state, make sure everything's cool there. Obviously, you picked up your name, too, and mm-hmm. all that. Don't have a website yet, which you're not as urgent. Most people, I'd say, if you're starting out, if you don't have a website, you don't exist. Right. But in your case, you kind of have a book clientele. So yeah. What about, about Yelp? I know. I haven't done anything mm-hmm. about Yelp. I think I'm just... Yeah, that stuff is on my back burner yeah. <laughs> because I do have that clientele already. Have clientele. Yeah. yeah, are but, people referring? To, have you been seeing yeah, referrals? Yeah, actually, and all that? I have seen a few from clients. Like I have a few, or I have a hairdresser client who mm-hmm. has clients that she sent my way. I don't like to say no, like I was saying, but it has been a little tough. And usually, it's people want to get in like right away, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh. yeah. How do you handle that? Somebody calls. You've got plans on a certain date. It's a new client. You're thinking about, mm, I really want to get that $300 house. $300 mm-hmm. uh, pay, pay would be nice. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. In my, in my perfect world, I would have like one day a week, every every week of the month, set aside for taking new clients. But then their schedules might not match up. But it's you can't yeah. do that. Yeah. So I definitely have stayed late. Mm-hmm. Um, and But at the same time, from from the get-go, telling them these aren't my normal hours, but, yes. you know, I really wanted to get you in. Yes. I know you have that event. Um, so that is another way to kind of train your clients. Like, exactly. this isn't, you're not going to be getting your fills at this yeah. time every month. So I have done that, but I'm really trying to say no to, like, my weekends. I would rather mm-hmm. stay late and just yes. work a longer day yeah. than work, work on a weekend. On weekend. That, yeah. I feel exactly the same way. Yeah, just since we've done it, we used to have to have her come in on Saturdays and Sundays. And we actually found out when she would work five days and then work Saturday, Sunday, she would break down emotionally, physically, yeah. just you things, can do bad it things would every happen. Every now and then, mm-hmm. but you can't do it for me. Month I and do month it on, on a regular basis. Yeah. I have to draw the line at two days off. I mean, otherwise she comes back refreshed. Her hands feel good. She's physically fit yeah. mentally too. Like she can mentally look forward to her clients. Cause she took those two days right. away from lashes. Right. And so she got recharged. Yeah, it's yeah. like if you, you don't to. sleep, you get completely burnt out. It's the same thing. You need that time away, right, in order to be present. Especially like me, I'm more introverted, which means that people drain me. Mm-hmm. Luckily, they just fall asleep usually, or they're listening to something. But it's still like, I think there is something to be said about like the the energy somebody comes into the room with. You f- you can feel that, and that can be draining. They don't even have to open their mouth, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. So uh, that is super important for me. I. I do. I am taking a fill on Saturday, and I'm like saw really bummed like, about What's it. What's up with that? I know she's an actor, and she okay. like, you know, know, the actor schedule is very I know. unpredictable. I know. We're so, going to talk about that, by the way. I want, we we have topic. to do an episode on celebrity clients. Oh yeah. I won't say anything now, but we have some pretty strong opinions about celebrity clientele in the like in the lash industry. Yeah, really? having celebrity clientele. I I oh. I've just 
Yeah, I would love to vent on that one day. Mm-hmm. And the fact that I use the word vent should tell you mm-hmm. what I think about celebrity feel. clientele. Oh, okay. <laughs> we'll have to do that one as an episode. Well, you're coming in on a day that you normally don't. Yeah, right? there you And go. you're not looking forward to it, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't even think she has an IMDb page, so what am okay. I doing? <laughs> but here's the thing. Here's the thing. She it's... was in a student film in high school. <laughs> yeah. It's like when you are first starting out, you do say yes. You mm. do have to, you have to say, you know, consider me your, your woman. I, you, you have to make sacrifices because you're establishing yourself. So you yeah. have to do that. So it, it's good for you to do that. It's mm-hmm. just sometimes hard. Yeah. Now I have another thing. I, I don't know if this has happened, but I, my gut would say probably it did. When the salon closed, did the clients come to you ready to haggle and work out better deals for them? Like, okay, now that you're closing, can I get a better price? You know what? No. Really? That hasn't happened to wow. me, but I have a few thoughts on why. So I okay. think that the clients that we have, mm-hmm. our ideal clientele that we built, are not hagglers. They are not. They're not. Um, so I did get like, is it the same price? Yeah. And I said, yep. <laughs> they said nothing. Which I strongly encourage when we close. Like, by, by the way, guys, you're going to be tempted out of yeah. fear to lower all your prices just because you think, well, I want to get all the clients. Mm-hmm. And the only way I can make myself attractive is by being cheaper. Right. And I said, do not fall for that trap because yeah. it just means you're going to make less money. I guarantee you that people are not going to be leaving other team members just because you're five bucks or 10 bucks cheaper. Right. Maybe if you're 60. Okay, they, there might be a few, but right. for our ideal client, that's pocket change. Mm-hmm. That's like meter money. Right. So just just calm down. Don't do it. And thankfully, from what I understand, I think almost everyone, I think one person did lower her rates, but that's because she moved off-site to, a, a, I think, a more difficult location. And so I, I think to do that, she realized it's not the same experience, doesn't feel as nice, so I'm going to have to lower my prices. When you say mm-hmm. difficult, meaning difficult for the, the clients? Di- it's far away from yeah. here. Mm-hmm. It's not like down the street. I think right. the other couple of people who moved down the street from here, we have three staff that are literally on Lake within three-minute walk of here. I think they've kept their prices the same because yeah. they're, they're right here. They're, they're, nothing changed. The experience right. is still nice. The same people. Mm-hmm. but the, Same quality. Yes, mm-hmm. same quality. The only person that I think it had to is she went to a place that's like, I think, probably 20 minutes from here, maybe longer. And so that was a big inconvenience for people, right. and this will be harder. But yeah. I, that's interesting because I actually thought some, at least a few would come out of the woodworks like, well, now's my time to save some money. But mm-hmm. I'm glad to hear that they didn't. That's yeah, really good, nice. Good. I know. Because I don't, I, yeah, I don't. I wouldn't have wanted to have that conversation. It can be difficult, yeah. right? You hear it all the time on Instagram. You see everyone complain, oh, my client came in and they don't want to pay full price. I, I, I don't get that because we never, I think because we were so clear with our boundaries, like we clients just don't come with that goal. They're not coming to make a deal. Right. They're coming because we're the best. Mm-hmm. And and I, you are too, Erica. I mean, I absolutely, you know, in, in Southern California, guys, if anyone's listening wants to get great lashes, um, Erica said, but here's the bad news, right? You're not here for a I whole know. lot longer, huh? So this conversation is funny because it's like, I mean, we sh- we'll have it again in like a year probably. This will be the more interesting one because yeah. you'll truly be building from scratch, yeah. right? Yeah. So I, I said it when we, well, I, it depends on when we air the episodes, but when we interviewed BD Mavens, I talked mm-hmm. about it a little bit, but um, we're moving to Nashville. <laughs> yeah. I think spring 2020, looking at like probably March or April, not sure yet. But so when you go Mm -hmm. uh, and start something completely different, things are going to change a little bit. It's going to be a different approach for you because you're going to be new in an area. Mm -hmm. So some of the things you didn't have to worry about are some of the things you have to worry about now. What do you think some of those are? Well, I mean, (laughs) 
I'm not going to have any clients. Where, right? where are the clients coming from? That's going to be the big yeah, one. Yeah. So yeah. a website will be coming up. Uh, yes. So that's like, that, those are the things I will be working on, making sure all of that's really solid. Yeah. Um, I think if you are going out on your own um, and don't have this kind of situation like I had, obviously get insurance, obviously get your business license, but set up your website. I, I mean, I bought my domain. I have, I, that cool. was actually one of the first things I did mm-hmm. was I bought the domain yeah. to the two names I was thinking of because yeah. I couldn't decide. Mm-hmm. And for some reason I'm like, someone's going to take it tomorrow. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think that's the first thing you do is you build your website and you have it very easy to find you and book with you. And you're very clear about everything and your communication online so that people can find you easily. And they're yeah. not asking questions before they even pick up the phone, you know? Now, are you planning to focus on building strategic partnerships? Like yeah. before you get there, like hairdressers, mm-hmm. yeah. spas, that so kind of stuff? So all I'm doing besides looking at houses is <laughs> um, I'm finding like the top rated salons and med spas and even like yoga Pilates studios. Yeah. And then I'm trying to find the top artists and stylists and whatever at all those locations. And then my plan will be to go and offer them a free full set and then and all you have you to go. do is that and they will be hooked yeah they'll be hooked and then they hopefully will they will mm-hmm. um share the love with their clients and their, their friends and family so i mean it is definitely nerve-wracking i'm like oh i am not worried about you because yeah. all you have to do is get somebody in your chair and they will be yours mm-hmm. yeah your quality you will be booked within a month yeah it's funny i just did a client she came and returned for a full set because she um kind of lives in Georgia, kind of lives here. And I told her that I was moving and she was like, where are you moving to? And I said, Nashville. She's like, I'll be your first client. I'll just oh, really? come from Georgia. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> Ooh, so I'm not, I'm starting from one. You got one. <laughs> you got one. one. All right. That's one great. down and many to go. But I think that's going to be, you're going to do fine. I know one of the things you also talked about doing is maybe maintaining a base out here for yeah. an interim, right? Mm-hmm. So um, a hairdresser friend of mine, he moved from Kansas City to L.A., And during that interim, I mean, going from the Midwest to L.A. is especially difficult because it's so much more expensive out here. So his rent, all of that was like probably tripled from what he was used to. So he uh, decided to fly back to Kansas City and continue to take some of his clients out there while he was building his clientele in L.A. So I'm going to do that. I'm going to fly back once a month for, I don't know, however long Mm -hmm. I feel or need to and mm-hmm. take care of clients. I'll probably do like three days of clients and, um, like as many as you can. As many, and as many what, as you what can. I suggested, which I think you were thinking of, you're going to jack your prices at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it'll be like, if you cancel, like, Oh yeah. sorry, I'm going to charge you cause I'm flying out here and make sure when you do that, this is something people don't realize. A lot of people just say, Oh, I can charge them. You technically, they, you can charge them. But unless you have a written policy that they've signed and agreed to, basically an agreement to, to pay you if they don't show up. That you have to have um, that signature on file. Basically, they can challenge it and you're mm-hmm. going to lose because they right. never came in. Right. So the big thing for you, I don't have, we never did this. And because we're here now, I'm not worried about it. But I would definitely uh, try to find, get the legal 
help on that. Yeah. Get someone to put that together for you. Probably just sit down with a lawyer for an hour and just say, I, I, this is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to charge people. They don't show up. I just want to have the right system in place that makes it so I can do that. Yeah. And it's probably going to require them signing a piece of paper right, saying, I agree. Mm-hmm. Or, or emailing or some sort of electrical electronic signature probably you can set up too online. Right. That way for those clients that you can, because you're right, it would suck if you come back and f- because it's only once a month for three or four days and two clients a day cancel because right. it's you're not going to be as in touch, right? So people are going to be a little bit more flaky maybe. Mm. It would really, that could Hopefully cost you a lot. Hopefully it's the opposite and they're like, Hopefully. I would oh, yeah. miss never that for miss anything. anything. I know because you're not coming back for another <laughs> yeah, month, right? Yeah. So. And then you'll never get back in. Yeah. yeah. So um, what about the state board in, in, in Tennessee? So do you have to just take a test? Do you just, can you be grandfathered in? What does that look like? Yeah, so I, e- I actually emailed them because I'm fine. I found out that that's the best thing to do mm-hmm. with probably any state board because their websites are confusing, yeah, are confusing and it's like onion layers of pages and sub pages and you can't ever find your answer. <laughs> so yeah, I wanted to find out what I needed to do with my license. And I, if I'm remembering correctly, you have to have your license from another state for five years and then mm-hmm. you can just transfer it over, Oh, great! which is awesome. And if you don't, then you have to basically go back to school for like, maybe you're missing the additional mm-hmm. 100 hours or whatever it is um, and then have to I probably have to take their test and do it that way but mm-hmm. I will have had it for 5 years so perfect i know make easy transition that yes. way but that's a big thing when you leave from one state to another you need to know what mm-hmm. it is you don't just show up and set up shop you have yeah. to actually well and i'm thinking like okay what are what are their laws about like having like the requirements for the space that I'm leasing Mm -hmm. because when I start looking for that, I have to make sure that I already know that going into it. So it is a lot, definitely a lot to think about Yeah, and Mm pre-plan. Let's go back. We're getting to Tennessee, which I think we'll have another episode when that happens. We'll just Mm -hmm. go more in depth about that because I think it's going to be almost like a little documentary. We're going to just follow your journey and hopefully won't have you coming on live crime. No clients. (laughs) But if that happens, then I'll talk about that. Yeah. And just the struggle to build a business. Mm -hmm. I I think you'll do fine and we will be there longer side anyway we can to help. And not just sharing, but just being there as advisors, Mm. you know, bounce ideas off and say, think about trying this and we can share because we've tried so many things yeah. we've done mailers we've tried mm-hmm. um Groupon. we had we had Groupon. we've tried what we called it girls where we had people that were like our brand ambassadors, ambassadors basically oh. we've, tried. we've tried so many things and, and most of them failed <laughs> but it's truth good is to keep trying yeah the most the best thing was referral that's mm-hmm. always been our number one thing yeah. and then yelp was probably number two in fact i know yelp was number two so mm-hmm. getting that yelp page once you know where you're at it would be really huge and then everyone comes in almost handed to them like hey I love an online review. Yeah. Can't promise them anything in return for that. But, <laughs> yeah. you, but a strong encouragement will get you there. Uh, but so let's see. Next thing. Was there any, for you, looking back, anything you would do different in this transition that you felt like, well, this that was kind of not the way to go? Actually, the number one thing I would do is I wouldn't file a business license application online I would go in person Mm -hmm. because I still haven't gotten it in the mail I called them and I got my license number Mm -hmm. which I think is what I need for like a business bank account I think that's all I need they sometimes want to actually see their certificate but I'll find out yeah Yeah. so that I would have done differently because I feel like I've been in limbo with like having a bank account and um 
that's just been annoying because I'm like, this is going to get messy mm-hmm. like really mm-hmm. fast, you yeah. know? That's what happened with us. Tustin right now, her stuff's all meshed with our business yeah. account. Because I had to set my separate business account right. for, for you know, basically LashCon and all that. Mm-hmm. So that was a whole separate business with our own company and so forth. And Tustin right now currently is meshed with her own personal, which means the end of year taxes are going to be horrible. Right. We have to go through all that line item, mm-hmm. figure it all out. But that's okay. I well, mean, the sooner you can do it, the better. You don't yeah. want your home expenses mixed with your business because yeah. it's just really difficult with taxes. Yeah. I feel like my to-do list has been in limbo a little bit. Yeah. And so I definitely would have changed that. And like I'm I'm like I need to hire an accountant mm-hmm. and find a financial advisor because I'm not a numbers person no. at all. Mm-hmm. So, Well, that's what I was going to ask you about since we're talking about taxes. Mm -hmm. Um, So now that you're having to do this on your own, have you had to make a tax payment yet? Have you worked out that, Mm -mm. what that's like? I mean, I'm saving for taxes. Yes. Good, 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 good. That's... That's the problem. Yeah. I mean, that's the... You know what? In April, they'll be caught their pants down. No. Yeah. Initially, it was saving for a house fund. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, that's probably going to go to taxes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It. <laughs> yeah. You got it. That's something that people don't think of. Mm-hmm. I didn't think of when I first started. And it's like, all of a sudden, it's like, oh, no, we have to make a payment. Yeah. Sadly, it happened more than once yeah. <laughs> for yeah. us. Because, you know, some years you think you paid enough. You thought you've saved enough. And then mm-hmm. it, for whatever reason, it comes back like... Oh crap! We owe two thousand more than we originally thought we would. Yeah, I also am, like more interested in finding ways that make tax season feel better. At least, like I. Is that possible? Is that possible? It's not humanly possible. <laughs> yeah. I feel encouraged. I didn't know this, but I just learned that. So, say, let's pretend I owe ten thousand dollars tax season, and. I want to put money into an IRA. Mm-hmm. You, the most you can put into that a year is sixty five hundred. Mm-hmm. So I could take. So basically, the government, if I put sixty five hundred into an IRA and then pay the remaining of my ten thousand towards taxes, mm-hmm. that all counts. And I didn't know that. Mm. Wait. So you're saying that you could pay thirty five hundred dollars towards your remaining taxes? Or I actually, I always thought maybe I'm wrong on this. The IRA reduces your tax burden by, let's say, you put ten thousand in. Let's say you made fifty and you put ten thousand into IRA, not sixty five hundred. Mm-hmm. That reduces your tax burden. You don't get taxed on that sixty five hundred. That sixty five hundred is off the, the the taxing that you get taxed on that when you take it out of the IRA. So that money is it's not. So you now are going to be taxed on let's say forty. Uh, it was sixty five hundred. Do it. $4,300 instead. Mm-hmm. So does that make sense? Maybe in my mind, it's like the same thing. I because don't know. It is, yeah, because if you, <laughs> if you owe $10,000, you can't go, well, I'm going to put that in my IRA. Yeah. No, the IRS is no. We, we get $10,000. Right, right, right. Now, if you take that, if you say, no, but I'm going to take the 50000 or 80000 I made, I'm going to put 6500 for that into the IRA, that's going to reduce your tax burden, but uh, not by sixty five hundred, but whatever that sixty five hundred was being taxed, taxed on. So I'd yeah. say out uh, of sixty five hundred, let's say two thousand dollars of that would have been taxed. You just reduce your burden by two thousand right. dollars. Maybe that's what I was excited about. Yeah, I, mean, I don't it's, know. It's it's, it's it's a way to save money. Yeah, because yeah. you're saving money personally, and you're not being taxed on now. You will be taxed on eventually when mm-hmm. you take it out. You know, yeah. When you're old and like me, you <laughs> you will get taxed at that point. But at least for now, you don't get taxed right. on, which is you know what people they're trying to encourage you yeah. to do is to yeah. save your money. Right. So no. then they don't have to pay you as much when yeah. you retire. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> that way, when Social Security is not around, yeah, you, that too. You, you'll be okay. You'll, you'll have money in the bank. So yeah. that's, that's cool. So I have a question. Do you spend more time 
working now because there's other things that you have to do that you didn't have to do before? Or do you spend less time? What is the time it's investment? Definitely more time. I think it's so, so many times I hear, you know, everybody just wants to go in business for themselves, but they don't realize that it's twice the work and you know, it's not, not twice the pay, by the way. Yeah, no. not twice the pay and not double the fun. And it's just, I think really, honestly, it's just perspective because it is more work, but it's work I like doing. Mm-hmm. So I think how people, and I think people are trying to communicate that, but they, the spin on it, at least thus in my life, has been oh, you know, you think owning a business is going to be so great, just wait, and you're not going to have time to do anything, and it's just, you're gonna, your to-do list is never going to end. And I'm like, well, I, I like I like to-do lists. <laughs> you know, so yeah. I think, like, it you really... You like puzzles. I like you puzzles, like and yeah. yeah. I, I really think it comes down to your perspective, and that's something that you can change. Yeah. And it just depends on what you're looking for. I mean, someone who wants to work maybe just a couple of days a week, a part-time job because they're, they got kids mm-hmm. or maybe they just don't need to work all the time. Maybe they, they have they're independently rich, who knows, but whatever it is, they don't need that five day a week grind. So it's okay. I mm-hmm. mean, they, they, or they could be a perfect person to go work in a salon because right. of that, but you're right. And I think most salon owners I know of that would say that it's when they start hiring people. That's I was that just going to say the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's when you're on your own, like the only headache I cause is because I caused it, not yeah. because somebody mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. You're not having to have difficult conversations with yourself. Like, yeah. Erica, I need to talk to you. It's like, <laughs> well, I mean, sometimes I give my, I need pep talks. I'm like, get off the couch and go <laughs> and <Yeah>. go move. <laughs> and, and nothing happens unless you do it now yeah, too. Yeah. So I know for people who are not motivated, mm-hmm. who kind of always need that push on the outside to get them things done. Uh, you know, you may be being self-employed isn't the best place for you because mm-hmm. you may are slow, not because you, you're not good, but because you're not really getting out there and, passing out business cards, talking to people, hustling and respond to texts quickly and all that type of stuff. Yeah. So. I think like if you're listening and you have always kind of wanted to start your own thing and do your own thing, but you know, it might be a little ways off. I would seriously invest in leadership books and mm-hmm. really learn learning who you are first. If you yeah. don't knowing how, how you work, what can like be a hurdle or a speed bump for you? Because for me, I feel like, I don't know, these past like two years of my life, probably since I got married mm-hmm. and it's like a mirror is held up to your face every day. Yeah, Do you what, like what you see? That's you what know? spouse is for. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I feel like I've gone on a journey deeper in my life than I have yet mm-hmm. in figuring out who I am. And that has definitely helped because I know, I know if I sit down, I'm not going to get up. Mm-hmm. And so I can't sit down. Mm-hmm. I have to like, if I get home, I can't get cozy. You know, I have to snuggly. like, yeah, I can't get snuggly. I have to like sit in an uncomfortable chair with my computer and <laughs> just do some things. Otherwise I'm not going to do it. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, knowing those things about you is really important. Yeah, no, it is. And that's one of the reasons why for us, why I get things says I just put things on the calendar that I can't delay like I put Lashcon on the calendar. Like, well, I guess I'm doing it now because it's on the calendar. I paid the deposit. Yeah. And every day I wake up, crap, I got to sell right. tickets. I got to get sponsors. I got to get things in line because I know that clock is ticking. It forces you. And then I think for you too, you've got a ticking clock too right now. Mm-hmm. I'm moving. So there's certain things that are going to help push you forward yeah. to get the website done before you move. Get yeah. things done so that when you're there, you mm-hmm. land on your feet and you're mm-hmm. ready to roll versus 
showing up going, well, now what? Yeah. Which, you know, some people, that's how it is. So right. you got to be a little bit more purposeful. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like Eric is like, yep, that's right. Okay, note to self. Got to be yeah. getting that stuff ready. Eat my own medicine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So for you right now, overall, I think this has been a positive experience, right? Mm-hmm. It's not been a horrible thing. I, I think all of our team a year from now, I think some were a little bit more scared than others. I think a year from now, everyone's going to be like, gosh, this this was great. Mm-hmm. I, you know, It really pushed me out of my comfort zone. But you know, I'm in a better place now. I got my own place now. I'm doing my own thing. And you do things the way I want to do it. And you it, can do things you know? the way you want yeah. to. Which, right. you know, I mean, Erica really was, I think you were one of our more opinionated people when it came to systems and way of doing things. Mm-hmm. I mean, she made it very clear. And I and I never resented that, by the way. Yeah. Just a heads up. I yeah. always welcomed that. I always liked that. And in fact, mm-hmm. I know we had other team members who never would tell me anything. And I always felt bad. Like, gosh, why didn't you, I'm sure you have opinions. Uh-huh. I know you have desires. I know you have wants and ways you like it. It would have been nice to hear that. But... Mm. Oh, well, now they can do their own, <laughs> they have their own <laughs> world. Is there any tips or things you want that you've, looking back at this little journey that you could pass on that helped you with this big transition? I think really for this isn't so much starting a salon, because I think that in itself, you, there are certain things that are very unique to your situation. Most right. people are not working in salons that close, yeah. hopefully not, but maybe ways that dealt with change that helped you walk through this time. Yeah. I think you have to have the right mindset and if you find yourself in like negative thinking patterns it's unless you've like tried to stop that in your life before and are familiar with how to do that it is really hard Mm -hmm. so I think you have to have somebody in your life like for me I have Peter and he is like Definitely my biggest cheerleader, but also like my coach. Male model, by the way, again. <laughs> I was just going to say. <laughs> I, need to, I, I just put love it in there. that. <laughs> Male <laughs> model. And Paul's more excited about that. I, than know. I know. Peter's yeah. like, I'm over it. I'm like, I can't believe I know a male model. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I just keep well, totally you know hijacking what? things I think here. you two could be a model. We just need to get you some fake I just have hair. To get, I have to, have to get good looking. That's all. I just have to get good looking and some hair. No, Thank it's you. all about knowing your market. Like, Peter is not, like, 6'4 with, yeah, like, washed abs and huge guns. But he has a beard and a million tattoos. And, like, there are brands that are looking for those specific things. So he, you yeah. could do the Homer Simpson one. Yes. That's my model. <laughs> Homer Simpson model. Uh, I don't, I'm not sure if there really is a need for him. He's, that That's pretty well taken by him. But no, I, I mean, actually there's think lots Peter, of mall openings where they need somebody like old. eating donuts and going, no, <laughs> don't. No, thank you. Wow. Everyone really thinks you really think well of me right oh, now. I, I, love that. You. No, I love you like, so much. Yes, I oh gosh, this is I'm going to turn red here. I think Peter, we've said, joked. If you don't, if you, I, we should put him actually a picture on our wall sometime. But Peter looks like he should be a model for a barber shop. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. totally. I yeah, mean, because have you ever been to IBS? All you see are guys with tats and beards for mm-hmm. every for every barber shop product. Every it's guys with tats and beards. I, I swear I've seen Peter's face somewhere in there. <laughs> he just snuck it in somehow because yeah. it just looks like that's where he should be. So yeah, yeah, totally. That's his market. Or uh, like selling Apple products. Yeah, selling or, or Apple, Apple products, products or cranberries, selling some like you know Apple cranberry brew juice or something. Yeah, you know, you know like microbreweries. Uh, yeah, yeah microbreweries. Yeah. yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not some beard beard lather. I could see beard lather. Selling some beard. I'm not going to pretend like you didn't know I was talking about Apple 
computers. Oh, Apple computers. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about, yeah. Apple computers. Oh, oh. Right. No, I didn't catch I that one. No, he actually, yeah. <laughs> he didn't. I totally missed that. I thought you were kind of going more funny on that one. Like, oh, yeah, Apple's. That's like your job. No, that's my to job. Provide us no, Apple, like, what's his name? Like, like the, the big tall guy goes around planting Apple, Johnny Appleseed. Johnny Appleseed. Yeah, he's like Aww. Johnny, you know, he wore tall and Peter Appleseed. <laughs> I think Peter Appleseed could be a whole new Peter no Appleseed. Yeah. He's going to be so excited we talked about him this long. I know. It really is. <laughs> Actually, is not good. really. He'll, he'll never listen to it. No, he won't. <laughs> <laughs> like, why? why? That's weird. It <laughs> says you're a male model. That's why we're talking about it. <laughs> But anyways, yeah. going back to advice for, you know, kind of how to, I think really how to carry yourself. It's hard to say you have to choose how you're going to feel and how you're going to react. But really, honestly, you have to choose mm-hmm. how you're going to feel and how you're going to react. Because you could choose to inflate a situation. So, you know, say, you know, it's a scandalous thing and a, b- a bunch of people left the salon. Um, you have to choose. If you're the owner, you have to choose how you're going to react to that. And if you are that team member, you're going to have to choose if you're going to talk crap about the salon you used to work at. Like you, and how you make those decisions really is going to, um, determine how it's going to play out for you. Yeah. I think with emotions, emotions, um, gosh, I heard it recently. I think it was Sheila Bella said like emotions are, are just visitors or something like that. Mm. Like they just come and visit, but they're not, they don't, they're not here to stay and they come and go and they're Mm. not, they, so it's almost like how you choose to react to those and and whether you give them any power over you or you just acknowledge like, yeah, that's fear. I get, I'm a little scared. Yeah. But but I'm not going to like go to work today and and see some clients or or set up the website or do the business license. I'm not going to do it because I'm scared Yeah, because that's his fear and fear can cripple you or you can just acknowledge it, embrace it in a sense and say, okay, I got it. That's yeah. what's normal. It's change, change, but I can't let that be the reason why yeah. I'm not going to do something. And it, it is hard. I mean, it, I like that because to me, I feel like a lot of people let the visitor live with them rent free, you know, <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and set up shop, set up, set up yeah. shop and they never leave and you don't get anything from it. Like fear can be a big motivator. It can, or, you know, like, wanting to prove something to somebody that can be a huge motivator, but it can also be very negative. So yeah. it's just how you choose or what you choose to do with that emotion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I think it's everything. And sit, that's where you have p- control. Mm-hmm. I, I get a little worried when everyone says, Oh, you, you, you have control of your life. Everything is under your power. And I, I just know it's not hundred percent true guys. There are things that happen that are completely out, out of, control, of your control, but you can control how you react to everything that happens. And in your you life. can control how you think about something and how you, you can't, think you can't, Often we are not in control of the circumstance, but mm-hmm. we are always in control of what we, we choose to believe about something. Yeah, because yeah. the way your thoughts, your, that defines you. The way you mm-hmm. think is how you're going to act. If you're not thinking right, if Erica got let fear, let's say, take control of you and just defined you, and you're like, crap, I'm totally paralyzed, I don't know what to do, and then at that point you don't do anything, and then the spiral begins, right? Mm-hmm. Then some clients drop out, and you go, yep, there you go. See, the clients are dropping out. It's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yes. Yeah, totally. I, I knew that would happen, and it's not because 
they wanted to leave, it's because you were acting out fear. You weren't responding. Maybe you started maybe, or your language towards them wasn't like confident. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm going to take care of you. Right. If, 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 if you waited three days to respond to the text and you said, well, I hope I can get you in, you know, like hope is not really a strong word. That's mm-hmm. kind of like more of a wish. And clients were like, well, I want to go with someone who can. So they would just leave. And then that would start you on that negative spiral. Say, yeah, this whole thing's a total crap storm and I'm out of control and this is going to be horrible for me. And that, right. that could have happened mm-hmm. if you didn't decide to, if you decide to ignore those voices and act in confidence and just behave the way you knew you could do things because you believed in yourself and your abilities. I think, I think you share with me that you didn't have any doubts about yourself when we closed. You weren't like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I could do this. No. You were just I like, didn't. No, no, should you have? Yeah. I was just excited. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and be honest, this is to, to our team. I know some of our team might be listening. I didn't, I, I didn't question anyone on our team. I yeah, thought I didn't either. Team, I said, wow, this team is going to be fine. That's why, yeah, I, for me, fine. it was the biggest shock is that they didn't stay. Yeah. Like, wow, this would have been the easiest transition ever from, uh, you know, basically nine, ten people working independent or together and in, overnight, all independent operators. Boom. Right. But you know what? It wasn't right for them. No, yeah, I mean, people, I think some of them got really excited about be, I mean, just like the idea of being in a new building was yeah. enough, I think, for some mm-hmm. people. Yeah. But um, it didn't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> but that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. You know, each to their own. And I think everyone from my here is kind of laying on their feet and things are going well for as best as I, as I know. And yeah. That's, Great. And then, you know, it's only been three months and already, you know, everyone's transitioned. Life okay. has kind of got to its new normal. Mm-hmm. So. Well, can I just make a comment? I just have to say I love your new branding. Oh, thank you. You were yes. one of the first people that got in there and painted your room and just had a really good attitude about you know the change and embracing it and and like I said earlier you were an inspiration for me it's just been cool to see you going with you know all the things that you've been percolating with like your style and and now actually see it come to fruition yeah it's inspiring it's It's really really cool to see your name you walk in your room and it smells good and it's really cute and you know you're doing a good job. That's Proud the fun of you. part. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it, it's been great. And I think the other thing too, I just so anyone that's listening might be wondering, well, what's going to happen to us three? Because we're now. Oh yeah. Before Aunt Erica was an employee, so yeah. we actually paid her to be here, and now she's not. We're all equal. Mm-hmm. We're always equal beforehand, but now we're no, we're all partakers equally in the same role in the sense we're all just our own individuals coming together. Hey, let's make a podcast together. Right. So for anyone that's listening, wondering what, what's going to happen is Tusney is not going to be here anymore. Oh, no. stop it! No, stop it. no, I would never. would like turn off that podcast, <laughs> that jerk. No, Piglet's going to be the new host, <laughs> and they're going. Oh, what do you think, Piglet? <laughs> it's like, oh, wow, that's, we'll have an interpreter for Piglet. No, basically, nothing's going to change. We're, our goal is to keep Erica in, in the, on the team. We're going to be really just three separate people who come together. Actually, you know what it would be like, kind of like is Casey and Lorena. Yeah. They're two independent operators running mm-hmm. their own businesses who come together and do the beauty BFFs. And we're going to be that. We might, we've actually talked about it. If you guys want to give us clues, we might change the name of the podcast. That yeah. could happen. We, Erica actually threw a, a pretty cool idea. I didn't share with you actually. But that said, we are the purpose. We still want to help people out. Mm-hmm. We still want to come together. And what's going to be kind of cool is we're going to have new experiences to share because right. Erica's going to be living on their part of the country. 
her audio may not be as good. We're going to try to get our microphone and she'll plug in and come from um, East Coast. But that said, we will still come together as a threesome. And we may change some things up. We're playing with some ideas where maybe we'll have different hosts. Maybe we'll play with it a little, mix it a little bit up, have more like certain features and so forth. But it's going to evolve mm-hmm. as, as we go. You, you, Tussie kept going to the microphone ready to jump in. <laughs> Trio. 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 A We're trio. a trio. We're oh, no yeah. longer a duel with a sidekick. <laughs> we were like Batman and Robin, and now we're all Batman. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, Batman so three Batmans. Yeah, three Batmans. And I'm the best of them, by the way. I am the best Batman. Are you the best Batman? Yes, I'm, I'm Christian Bale. I'm Batman. <laughs> <laughs> so lame. I'm sorry. Give me your best Batman. That wasn't that bad. <laughs> that wasn't, yeah, that was bad. I practiced it. We, we, Christian Bale and me, we're bros. Yeah, uh, oh, but I'm, I'm, was he the best Batman? Oh, I think yeah, he's much better than Michael Keaton. That's like he's what, number that's two. That's like how I grew up. No, George Clooney. George, no, that's not who you grew up with. It Val was Michael Kilmer. Keaton, was Val it? Kilmer, oh, and yeah. George Clooney. Oh, you're George right. Clooney says he takes credit for killing the Batman franchise. Yeah, he, he <laughs> well, that was that was the like, last one. Yeah. yeah, steps up about it. I couldn't. No, even, Christian Bale was de- was definitely oh, the best. As much as his grunting was weird, it still was <laughs> super cool. I mean, Dark Knight's still one of my all time favorite yeah. films. It's sick. Anyhow, oh, I use that word cool. It's, it's sick. I never even use that actually word normally. sounded like a young whippersnapper. Yeah, young whippersnapper over here. Sick, baby. <laughs> oh, gosh. So, anyhow, for those of you worried that somehow this is going to change our podcast, that's not our plans. The style may change. We want it to evolve. If we keep doing the same thing for the next 20 years, I think you all will quit listening. And Mr. We'll, Rogers did it somehow. Oh, that's right. Okay, forget it. I'm just going <laughs> to show up my sweater Rush Limbaugh, and slippers. News Fest had how many listeners? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just him talking by himself. By himself. Nothing. Yeah, so who knows? Maybe I'll We just, already have a leg up. <laughs> maybe we'll kick you guys off and I'll just talk by myself for an hour. No. Uh, no. no? I'll just we'll start, start our, our own. Yeah. Thing. Yes. <laughs> or maybe I'll just start my own. Paul's, you know, podcast. Pl- pleasure Playtime. Nope, not nope. that one. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Nope, not going to be it. Okay. All right. It's called PPP. It'd be really, really <laughs> the, you could be a PP with the ditto heads. You go PP or I don't know. Just not not going anywhere. Pastilio. Pastilio. Yes. Polito. Polito's. Remember? Yes. Yes. There we go. That's my, my name. We actually talked about having guest, guest characters coming on the show. <laughs> And I, my, one of the characters would be Paulito, okay, and I yeah. would be I'd be a lash stylist, and I would oh, come good. in and share my life worldview as a lash stylist. Yeah, which I still I'm, I'll put this out there just as bragging rights because I feel like bragging right now. I think I can stand up to anyone and talk about lashes <laughs> without ever touching. I, doing lashes myself and I can hold my own Ooh. and deal with most of the stuff that you talk about and you think about and you struggle through. And I can say I can talk about with great authority. Because you don't have to be able to do lashes to talk about lashes. I know that's going to piss someone off. Ooh, but controversial I, I agree, but you will never feel the pain. No, I will never <laughs> feel the pain. Thank God, by the way. I don't want to feel the pain. But I'm just saying that because of Tuss, yeah. in our unhealthy symbiotic relationship, that I have learned... To think He's like absorbed. her and I've absorbed He's everything. Absorbed 15 years of testing at night, downloading on me about every last problem on the planet yeah. and how she would solve it and how she'd deal with it. And then me for three years, four years working front desk and having to explain and deal with every client issue that's ever come in for 13, 14 staff members behind me. I can assure you that I have, I've, I've thought about and dealt with it. Now, 
you may disagree with some of my conclusions, <laughs> but I think I can hold my own. Just yeah. saying. Well, I think that you've thrown down the gauntlet. I know. Come on. Uh, LashCon, come bring it. All right. I'm ready to wrestle you, fight you over topics, and mm-hmm. share things like glue don't matter. In a pool of mud. Yeah. I know it's all about techni- the, the technicians, all about the artists. It's not about the glue and the lashes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I just pissed off a bunch of people with that one. Like, no. More people are agreeing. More people are, are yeah, saying but that. But Jamie got a lot of hate on that one. He did? He oh, did. he did. He's Shout out to Jamie. Love you, Jamie. Last base Jamie's the man. I'm man too. You know, <laughs> you, you said it, but I completely agree with you. Yeah. No, I, we've always said this. I mean, this, why we'll just leave with this at the end. <laughs> Actually, no, yeah, we'll just leave with this. Is that when people, we always say this. I use this as a front desk analogy. And people say, well, you know, I, what do you guys, what type of lashes do you use? I say, look, I know you want to hear from me. Back in the day, they wanted to hear that I was using extreme. That was always like, oh, are you an extreme salon? I'm like, no, we're not extreme lash salon. <laughs> we buy from China directly or Korea. But I would say it doesn't really matter. It's like people would say, if, Da Vinci was alive today, would think if I just got the paint and the palette and the brushes that Da Vinci had, I somehow could be a great painter. And and that would be no further from the truth. And just buy nothing. the same brand that Michelangelo yeah. uses. I know it'd be just as good. My painting doesn't look like the system. I don't understand. Chapel. I'm just I'm using understand. the same paint and the same brushes and I'm not getting the same results. Duh. It's about the technique, guys. Mm-hmm. Just don't take yourself out of the equation. Just Always have the humility to consider that there might be something that you're doing to contribute to poor retention. Yeah, doesn't mean that that's your intention. Yeah. but have have the humility be humble to enough say, to do it. Yeah. "Hey, what did I do differently? What yeah. was different about this?" Cool. Uh, well, I think that says it all. We ended with me talking about myself for the last ten minutes, <laughs> which I, you know I, I'm so happy right now. <laughs> Could no do this all day. Well, maybe no one's listening at this point. But anyhow, that wraps up this. Thank you, Erica, so mm-hmm. much for being our guest and coming on and sharing your journey with us. And it's really just beginning, right? So this is going to yeah. be kind of like an ongoing, mm-hmm. we can do updates along I the way. I know, and probably most listeners are gone, so I feel like I could say this, but yeah. I'm going to be doing some really fun things. That's right. Really fun things. Really fun things. Might be developing a product. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's now, Erica is not going to sit still I'm not going to disappear into the night. No, you're going to see new stuff and yeah. her popping up and doing lots of exciting stuff. Just like us. I mean, we're not just sitting yeah. still. We're all got new ideas. Be truthful, you probably like us. We went our day, sat down, started writing them all out. I'm like, crap, I have like eight, ten different businesses that we could start tomorrow. And I'm like, uh, we're not going to do that. <laughs> but it's kind of fun to dream mm-hmm. a little bit, right? To yeah. think outside the box. Like, what if, what if, what if? It's kind of fun. Yeah. Dream. Dream and then, big. And then, then you got to start doing the real work. And that's that's where Chopping fun and sometimes a little you know, discipline kicks in. Yep. So cool. All right. Thank you, Erica. You were awesome. And Thanks. we will do this again. Yay. That wraps up this show. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. And hopefully you got something valuable out of this because this journey is going to be an ongoing story that we're going to unpack over the next year as Erica begins this new chapter in her life. I want to ask you to please follow us on Instagram at Lashcast Podcast. Remember to subscribe, share, and review. If you feel we have done anything to help you with your last career, then please share this podcast with your friends and write us a review. We don't get paid a dime to do this podcast. We do this to serve our industry and to help people like you. So if you could be so kind to spread the word on our podcast, we would so much appreciate it. On behalf of my lash experts, Erica and Tustin, I want to thank you for taking some time to listen. Keep on lashing. And remember, you have a friend in the lash industry.